quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found Connected Parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to another episode of the Peace and Parenting Podcast. We're going to talk about what the difference is between conventional parenting and limits and peaceful parenting and limits. And I think there's this misunderstanding in the world that a peaceful, conscious way to parent lacks limits. And that just isn't the case. The difference is, is that In peaceful, connective parenting, we set limits using the idea of empathy and understanding, whereas conventional parenting sets limits using the ideas of punishment, shame, rewards, belittlement, all of those, either punishments or rewards. And the reason that conventional parenting isn't successful doing that is because when we use the punishments, the shame, the belittlement or whatever that deterrent is, we really damage the relationship that we share with our children. And why conscious parenting or peaceful parenting or connective parenting, why it works so much better is that when we set limits and use empathy, we really preserve the relationship that we share with our children. Let me give it to you in more practical terms. If you were a conscious parent, you would say, yeah, I'm so sorry we can't have another cookie. And the child would protest, but I want one. I need a cookie. I have to have another one. It's not fair. We would empathize. I understand. I know you really wanted another cookie, but we can only have one today. I know they're really yummy, but we can't have another one. Our consequence, so to speak, in conscious parenting is that you're not having another cookie. You can have your feelings. You can be upset. And I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to have a huge reaction. I'm not going to be mad at you because you got upset because you didn't get your way. I'm going to empathize with you. But what I won't do is give you the cookie. So I think this is where the breakdown is in the communication in the world around 
conscious parenting and conventional parenting. In the conventional parenting world, the child would protest and say, I want another cookie. And you'd say, well, if you keep going on like that, if you keep being upset, if you keep having a tantrum or, or having feelings around it, now you're not going to have your iPad later. We tend to believe that that is a more effective way or society believes that's a more effective way to set a limit because the feelings stop because the protest stops because the limit is in our minds and society's mind is just adhered to but at what cost where do the feelings go where do the upset go of the child's you know not getting their own way and it's it's totally normal to be upset when you don't get your own way but the child who has was threatened with not having their iPad later, where do those feelings go? Are they stuffed below the surface only to come out later in resentment, only to come out later in, you know, not cooperating or only to come out later in a sibling fight because those upsets are stuck down there? And at what cost did we make the child stop being upset or stop having their feelings at what cost at the cost of the relationship we share with our child because now our child's upset with us because we haven't been the safe place we didn't listen to the feelings so punishments and consequences are so ineffective and yet they perceive or they display as effective and that's where i think we get very confused because a child will stop emoting If the punishment is harsh enough or the reward is big enough, the child will comply at least some of the time. But are we saying that that compliance is really what we want? Is that what we're going for? Is that the message that we're trying to send to our children that what's important to us is compliance? Or are we more focused on the idea that our child is not going to get the cookie? And that's where I've set my limit and my boundary, but I also understand it's upsetting. And I'm also able to be the soft place when that child has an upset around not getting their way or having to adhere to a limit. I hear people say conscious parenting is parenting with no rules, no limits, and no boundaries, but that just isn't the case. Conscious parenting uses limits and connection instead of punishments and rewards. If you're tired of trying to figure out which punishment fits which crime, how to get kids to do things with rewards, or just sick of the constant fighting at home, join me in my free webinar, How to Parent Without Punishments. I will give you the why behind getting rid of punishments and help you dive into parenting with connection. Join me March 21st, 23rd, or 28th. Can't wait to see you there as we come together live to learn more about the unnecessary use of punishments, Go to the show notes and click the link or go to peaceandparentingla.com forward slash webinar and register for one of the three free trainings. Another question I often get asked in this whole world of parenting is what if my child doesn't adhere to the limit? What if the child is told that they cannot go to the party and then you find out that they went to the party? What's the consequence? That's what I hear a lot. What's the punishment? And what do we do when a child doesn't adhere to the limit? And I think we want the quick fix. We want to say, okay, you're punished, you're grounded, you're not going, you know, you have to give me your phone for a week. You're you're not seeing your friends for a week. And let's let's talk about that. What happens when we say this to a child? We're not giving your phone for a week. You can't see your friends for a week because you went to the party and you weren't supposed to go to the party. Okay. How does the child feel? 
Are they happy with us? Do they feel good about our relationship? Are they thriving or are they just trying to be good enough so that they can get their phone back? And in these moments when they don't feel good about a relationship, how are they acting or how will they act after they get their phone back? How have we, you know, what have we done to the interactions that are going to exist in the future between us and our child who's been told that they are going to have this consequence because they, they went to the party and they weren't supposed to. And the other question is, why did they go to the party? Did they go to the party because we have an unrealistic expectation of our child as a teenager? And should they be allowed to go to the party? Or is it a discussion? Are we going to say to our child, well, what happened? You, we told you not to go to the party and you went to the party. How come? Can we ask questions? Well, I really wanted to go and I knew you wouldn't say yes. Okay. In that case, we need to reevaluate our parenting. If they are lying to us because we won't say yes, are we being too strict? Are we not allowing them those places where they can explore? Or could we have said, hey, if you want to go to the party, I'm happy to take you there and pick you up so that you're safe. And I just don't want you riding with your friends. I want to make sure you guys are, you know, in a safe place and you have a safe ride. So there's lots of discussions around why you, why you went to the party, why you defied me and what happened. If we shut down and just give a punishment, have we negated all this place and taken away this space where we could have a discussion, where we could learn about our child, where we could learn about ourselves and our parenting? What are we doing by just doling out a punishment? The other idea is do punishments create more opportunities for our children to have more quote unquote, off track behaviors, meaning the child who was punished, who had their phone taken away and weren't able to see their friends. And now they can't go to the party. Now they really can't go to the party because they were already caught going to the party they weren't supposed to. So things haven't changed. You're definitely not going to the party. That's for sure. No, no. Now, are they going to seek to go to the party even more because they want to have their autonomy and they want to have their own free will? And are we creating more opportunities for this child to quote unquote, get in trouble. And if we create this opportunity for them to get in trouble, are we perpetuating this whole circle that a child might get in where they're always doing the wrong thing, getting in trouble, doing the wrong thing, getting in trouble. And eventually what does that do to the relationship between a child and a parent? Where does it lie? What happens to it? Or does it totally just disintegrate? And this can be at any age, you know, this can be the child who keeps hitting their brother. This can be the child who's sneaking out. This can be the child who the, you know, school-age child who won't do their homework, constantly getting in trouble. There's always a reason that a child does something quote unquote wrong or makes a mistake. We need to get to the bigger, deeper issue. When a child does make the mistake and goes over the boundary and can adhere to it, we really need to find out why is that happening because therein lies a lot of answers for us, a lot of answers about behavior, a lot of answers about state of mind, and a lot of answers about our parenting. And if we're unwilling to go there, if we're unwilling to really evaluate what's happening in our own parenting world and what's going on for our children realistically, then we're missing many opportunities to grow as a, as a person and also to help our children grow and learn and help them grow up. Because we have to give them more opportunities to have autonomy as they get older. And if we don't, then we're really negating this idea of them learning to be self-sufficient, take care of themselves and, and learn to make good choices. And they only learn to make good choices if they make choices. If they're, they're kept from making those choices, then it's hard for them to learn where their boundaries are and, and what feels right to them and 
what feels good and moral. So in all of this, I guess what we're just saying is that we can set boundaries or set limits or have limits using empathy and understanding. And when things go awry, can we have an inquiry? Can we have a discussion about it? And I think the the other point to all this is that we're not used to using empathy and understanding. We're not used to using these ideas of having a space for feelings or recognizing that it's okay not to get your own way, but how do I come to my child when they don't get their own way and be supportive? And I teach this in my one-on-one course. And I also have an online course, Understanding Big Emotions, where we really teach this idea of how do you come to your kids with empathy and understanding when things really don't go the right way. And so learning that it's a craft, it's an art, it's a major parenting tool. It's a major life tool is to be able to have empathy and understanding for someone and not come down with punishments and not to come down with harshness and not to also come with opinions and judgment, but to really be the soft place for our children. And so just to clear it up, Conscious parenting has limits and boundaries, but we use those limits and boundaries with empathy as opposed to punishments and rewards. So just keep that in mind as you're parenting here. And how can you get there? How can you make empathy your go-to as opposed to wanting to go to punishments and rewards? And believe me, I've wanted to go to punishments and rewards still every day. I want to say to my kids, nope, don't talk to me like that. Give me your phone. And it occurs to me every single time that's not going to fix anything only going to make things worse, but somehow in the back of my head, I still want to go there. So I'm with you if you're there and don't feel like you're the only one, because I think we're all struggling with that. Our society does us no favors once again. So if you haven't followed me on Instagram, please do so. I'm on Instagram. I'm also on YouTube. I am on Facebook and you can find my website at peaceandparentingla.com. I look forward to seeing you in the online community. And thank you so much again for joining me on the Peace and Parenting podcast. I really appreciate you being here and I can't wait to see you next week. 